This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. And here we go. Andrea! <laughs> Hello, Reese. Let's try this again. Um, you guys won't know this, but yeah, this is our second try at uh, podcast. Um, because we actually went for 45 minutes and had a crack of a conversation this morning and yeah, um, yeah, it didn't record it. <laughs> uh, technology is good. Hey, it gave me time to get more prepared for this. How's your day been? Has you got your tap fixed? Yeah, actually I, um, watched a YouTube clip and I fixed my tap. Woo! So I feel very handy. <laughs> and it stopped raining for you to do it. That's right. Oh. It's great. Hey, you went live just before too. I did. I, I was just trialing it because um, I'm just, as we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, we have time to do these things and figure out how to do things online properly. So um, I was trialing going live straight to Facebook or um, going through a, another like OBS, yep. a different platform, and then linking it with the stream key to Facebook. So I was trialing them because I'm playing at the um, live gathering festival tomorrow. So what do you think of OBS? Because that's what I'm using right now is, is for this. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah once, once once you get the hang of it. And once it stops like doing the stop recording thing well, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. So like eventually we will be doing these sort of conversations live, which would be kind of cool because I do. Yeah. we do have a, a Twitch channel. We just haven't sort of uh, sorted that out yet. But this can be done straight to YouTube too. So whatever the case, we'll get this going. Um, so going back to what we are talking about this morning. So we start off with, with how you're doing your um, Patreon or Patreon um, thing, right? And so can you explain, can you explain, break it down again, what you're actually doing with yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when it comes to Patreon, I had a few friends that had Patreon pages, but I was always just kind of too busy to check them out. But also I thought they're more for musicians who don't just, perform really, really regularly and earn their money through performance. So um, I never imagined setting one up for myself, but it's been an incredible asset for me um, when I became unemployed mid-March, like from March 17th was my last gig. Mm. And I think it was like the next day I set up Patreon and I just started putting new songs up there, old unreleased songs, uh, stories, and then obviously friends and family were like the first ones to join, but then like I started noticing other people's names that I didn't have an actual connection with. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So now it's like every couple of days I'll do like a mini concert. Like I just put up a little mini Bill Withers tribute up there. I'm doing, Mm. I just got 50 Patreon. So I'm doing like a mini Tracy Chapman. So before Patreon, I would have done all of this for free and just put it up on Facebook and then maybe got a few likes and a few comments and things and, um, it kind of got lost in the whole Facebook algorithm. But now I have like a dedicated group of 50 people that are just like answering polls and like um, coming on to Q&As, doing songwriting sessions for like the the higher tiers. And then, um, yeah, it's just it's a whole new world. And I was just thinking like, geez, that's like $1,000 a month now and that's going to be, you know, over a year's time. Like you could invest that in an album or you could. Easily, um, yeah invested into your career in like training or mentoring or um doing courses and stuff which is like a lump sum that you wouldn't ordinarily have when you're just gigging yeah weekly and then paying the bills you obviously would need like a a, um, a 
fairly decent sized fan base for it to be a kind of like a monetary game for you you actually have a quite a quite a large sort of fan base but for someone that says only got like a thousand people on facebook and a couple hundred on instagram or something like that i don't think it would be as beneficial for them to them yeah it'd, be, it'd definitely be a slow burn like um I'm very grateful to have like 5,000 ish followers on Facebook that are mostly people I've met in real life. So they're, they're quite passionate about my music, which is wonderful. They've um, we've shared time and space and like, we have that connection. That's not just like a a random click, like on a, you know, on a Facebook ad or something. So um, slowly over time, even though heaps of people are unemployed right now and job, security is really low i feel like they're like yeah i'll give andrea you know five dollars a month for sure and Mm. it's just the price of a coffee and then i just like entertain them and then yeah things are getting a bit kooky on there (laughs) we'll we'll actually link your um link to patreon as well sort of after this once this video goes live yeah um Now, you're also part of the live tribe gathering thing, which is happening all, it started yesterday and it's going through till tomorrow, Sunday, Sunday. I've lost, Sunday, yes, I've lost four days. days. Yeah. <laughs> but you're on tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm on Saturday at 1 p.m. And you're doing like an hour and a half or something, yeah? Yeah, it's a big set. So mm. I'm thinking I'll probably tell stories and then play songs and, um, yeah, now that I've figured out how to go live, I'm, I'll just, you know, fingers crossed it goes smoothly and then people will just tune in when they want and then otherwise the video will be up there on the Live Tribe Gathering community page, which is a public page. Mm. So I think it, last I checked it had 3,500 followers, which is pretty incredible. That happened real just, quick too. Yeah, it just got launched last week. Mm-hmm. So um, Rabia, the my friend who's running it, she's done an incredible job and now it's endorsed by Sunny Coast Council and Calandra Music Festival. And I think it's a great way as well for artists who are on that bill, even though we're donating our time, it seems like there's going to be a lot of um, just a, like a playing to a new audience. Like yeah. I don't know who those three and a half thousand people is. I, like I, I invited about 30 of my friends to join mm-hmm. and, um, Sorry for those people whose names start with A, B, C, or D. Like, <laughs> these are the ones that get hit. Like, I always get hit whenever people forward yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, so I just, like, thought, oh, I better add people. So I just added, uh, yeah, about 30 people and then just thought, yeah, everyone else can find it if they if they find it. Yeah. I think it, um, given what we're going through right now, and we did bring this up in the podcast that failed, Um <laughs> considering what we are going through now and, and people adapting to this technology and the streaming and that sort of stuff, I mean, the streaming thing's been around for some time, but now as musicians, we're being forced to really sort of use our brains and, and utilize yeah. it. Do you think that this sort of whole like streaming festival thing is going to basically be a new forefront for us? Like obviously we like performing live into a, uh, to a crowd because you can't beat that, but yeah, um, I think it'd be a good way to do an album launch or something like that. If you can't say book something, it'd be one way of doing yeah. it. I think it's definitely, um, and as we were saying this morning, the trick is going to be to monetize it. Mm. And I think that like um, through Patreon, you can do live stream to a select audience, and you can add the audience with um, 
emails so it might be something that if people are overseas they can't get or like you know out of state they can't get to your gig they might just go yeah i'll sign up to the five dollar live stream of the album launch Mm. um just things like that but i i definitely think there's a place for it because we can't be everywhere at once and you know i would love to be at like barefoot gigs sometimes but i'm gigging and so i try to like i would be down for watching watching that back like yeah 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 for sure and i mean because we don't really get played on radio like as independent artists so Mm. the the goal is to kind of reach an audience over the internet because it's like free to do hopefully Mm. um and then you know that's just a bonus because yeah some gigs you do there's only like you know 15 20 people there and if you can reach another 50 or 100 online that's that's awesome yeah i think um the apps or more mobile versions of streaming uh, ability will be adopted pretty quickly after this. I mean, I, I think I get a feeling that a lot of gigs and that sort of stuff now will be live streamed. Like we started seeing quite a bit of it happening in the past sort of 12 to six months. I mean, I know, um, I think the zoo did one. The trip oh, has cool. done it. Yeah. I, I have seen them live stream before where, um, they've been like sort of bigger events and they wanted to do it, which is, which is actually quite a, kind of a cool thing, particularly if yeah. say like, um, like say with soul bar or something like that being only 350 or 400 cab and it's sold out it, it could be beneficial if they did live stream it as well for sure for those that missed out yeah. like I, i'd love to support it because i i rarely see live music hmm. and so i've watched heaps <laughs> over the last like couple of weeks it's been great and um i know that yeah other musicians would be keen for that too and it's it's kind of like it's got this underground vibe just mm. seeing the live because usually the people are like, is it working? And, oh, I, I'm not used to playing. And so it's like a unique way of viewing your favourite artist or like uh, some of your friends play. It's been great. Like I watched the lyrical play yesterday and um, he was getting requests and things and, and it's just it's great to see that interaction where you know it's spontaneous in the moment and he's playing his set the other way around. Like usually when you play and you're in your own world you've got it all mapped out yeah and so i like that element of surprise that um yeah streaming and people requesting songs and things brings yeah it's kind of cool i know that um on twitch you can see people do that they actually have um cover artists and and they basically you you tip them so you can actually see the tip jar sort of going up um in value yeah Yeah, it's more it was more adopted by the gaming community Oh, okay. Um, so all the live streaming, gaming, that sort of stuff. I mean, my, my kids used to watch it all the time. Wow. Um, but it, it really started particularly in America with um, when the lockdowns were all happening and that sort of stuff. And, and the, these musicians, particularly sort of solo musicians that were used to, like yourself, having regular income and regular gigs all the time, they basically mm-hmm. had to think again. And they started doing all these Twitch live streaming. A lot of DJs do it too. Wow. I know, I know, okay. I know that... Um, uh, Rowie um, and and his partner Laura and that they they organised that little mini mini doof fest thing over the week last weekend. Oh, cool. And it was all these other DJs that were doing their sets. And it was um, I know Rowie was using um, OBS Studio and he was using Twitch, but yeah, some weren't, some were. But it's actually kind of cool. And you got I'm the chat from out there. Yeah, do do. Yeah, because now that we've got time, like like we said this morning, like it's just about learning how the technology works and we finally got time to get our head around it and then you just watch a youtube video of how to and then like you've got it you've you're streaming 
on all the different platforms. You're fixing your taps. You're doing everything. It's great. <laughs> you can do it all <laughs> and still do magnets. Nineteen doesn't shut down the internet. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, imagine if this had happened like ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Oh, oh man, there would have been riots. I reckon sure. people going crazy. Shows how privileged we are, I guess. Yeah. In a sense. Um, now switching things, we were we've been distracted by the news about the whole Corona and COVID nineteen for like past month, and it's getting a little bit much. But we miss things like the the cyclone that just hit Fiji. I mean, normally yeah. that sort of stuff we see straight away, right? But um, mm. it's sort of taken a bit of a back burner. But it's because that's your home. Um, it's been pretty devastating. So you're doing something for that, right? Yeah, my my mum, she's from an island called Matuku in Laos. And so if you're looking at a map of Fiji, it's to the south and towards Tonga. And that's our, that's my maternal links to Fiji. Um, I was born in Australia with my siblings because my dad's Aussie, but um, we used to go back most summer holidays. We'd go back to the village, catch the boat. It was like this horrific two or three day boat ride and then we'd just like survive that and then we'd be in paradise mm. and um yeah we spent a year living there when i was eight years old i went to school there um have heaps of hilarious stories from living there and yeah we just saw that um the cyclone um went directly over our island and the problem with the villages on the island is they're all really in the low-lying areas that are kind of on the same level as the ocean. So we, yeah, yesterday we received photos of um, my mum's mum's village, my grandma's village. That's the, is that the video, the, the photo you shared? Because I've just got that up on the on the screen right now. Was that, yeah, so was that your village? Well, the one I shared today, which is of the church missing its yeah, roof, yeah. my mum's village. That's where uh, my grandparents lived. Um, there's an old house there that's the old German embassy, which was like, the first German built building in Fiji, like historically. Right. Um, my great, my grandfather bought that and then they, they had all of their 11 children in that house. Like, so they were all born in this, in this house, in this village called Nebukandaku. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, today we just got those images through, which is, yeah, the, the image from the Navy of the church missing its roof. And then the overall image of the, the village where, anything that's not concrete basically got yeah, blown away yeah, by the wind. it's just all strewn about it's pretty hardcore you can see like the way the trees the all the palm trees are just sort of wiltering around yeah man nature you're cruel yeah they've been, they've been hit really hard the last few years because of um global warming like my mm. sister she runs a social enterprise called loving islands where she travels out to these um outer islands in the pacific teaches them organic farming mm. and they work with whatever they already um farm and whatever products they have and then they basically certify them as organic teach them how to package it nicely and then connect them to market mm. so she's been telling us for years that like the village is not like it used to be all the corals bleached and like everything's eroding and um it's been having all these issues with the climate and now like yeah we're having to look at Firstly, we just launched the relief effort today, which um, I'll bring last I heard um, all my friends on Facebook and my following on Facebook has literally donated, I think it was about five grand Australian, which will be equivalent to about seven grand Fijian. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll and just put the link up now. As well. That's the GoFundMe link there with um that you put up this you shared earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I yesterday my cousin started that one because his he's my cousin, so his family's land is the next village over, Makandru. Mm-hmm. And um, we spent time in both those villages and um yeah, lots of lots of stories from, from when we lived there and all our family there. But apparently, um yeah, the boat that's taking supplies is going on Tuesday. Yep. And because of COVID nineteen, um they've stopped people from traveling out to the outer islands to try and keep them secluded yeah and um so the boat only goes once a month so yeah we've got till tuesday to fill it with like these emergency food parcels for each family and then the gofundme page will be for supplies for the next boat which leaves in a month's time right hectic yeah it's crazy it's really crazy it's kind of like it's hard to be so far away but at the same time as artists, we have an opportunity to use our platform to help those that don't have a voice. So, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful because my family's been through a lot this last year, like with domestic violence, That's losing right. cousins, and yeah. um, there's been other deaths that I just haven't told Facebook about because it's just too intense, man. Like, yeah, just just losing relatives to, to different things, but... I mean, everyone is so caring and compassionate. Like, even now you'd think with everything being shut down, like, people aren't in a position to give, but mm. they're still giving. Like, so many musos wrote to me and, like, they said, look, I can only afford this much or I'm, I'm just going to I'm just gonna give. I don't have a job, but I'm just going to give. And it's it's incredible. It's amazing. Like, we, were, we were also talking this morning about um, going from that Fijian disaster there but also what you have been sharing for the past it feels like six months to 12 12 months so that is, mm-hmm. is the amount of dv that's been happening in fiji but now as we were talking about it um we, with this current situation with the lockdown and that sort of stuff we're still we're going to start seeing some stuff happening here um, yeah it's it's definitely like it puts a stressful situation under even that much more pressure and i think um, also because of the lockdowns, it's hard for people to even know where to call for help. I've seen a few um, messages on Facebook of people saying, hey, if you're in trouble, um, send me this message that says, are you still selling makeup? Mm. And it's like, that's kind of doing the rounds so that people can at least tell someone. Um, but, yeah, Deb Suckling, who runs Sugar Rush Records in Brisbane, and she's done a lot of work with um, music and DV survivors and mentoring and things like that. She's been a real lifeline for me, just even to have someone to talk to. And um, she helped me fundraise for my my cousin who passed away from it last year for her two children. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a way in which we can connect with people in their homes through the power of music, um, but still keep them safe. And like so, we don't make a situation that's already closed off worse yeah um because you mentioned yeah. you mentioned there was um someone that you know that uh, you got them to tune into that live tribe gathering and it sort of oh yeah like i think if you look at social media you can see sometimes people do um call out for help in their message whether it's they're saying that um you know they they're really low right now or like you know sometimes people just put one word as a status and i always try and make an effort to just comment and just say hey are you okay because like sometimes people can't change their chemical 
whatever's happening in their body that's making them feel the way they feel, like whether it's depression or suicidal tendencies or, um, you know, if they're in a toxic relationship or something. But you just never know when they're going to be able to turn around and connect. Yeah. So I make a point of, like, um, being as inclusive as I can online, connecting with people and with that particular person that um, I saw two different posts um yeah she mentioned that she was really struggling mentally physically and um she was sick she didn't know if she had the virus and so i just made made a point that i'd add her to the live gathering online stream mm. and um another lady i added to it turns out um she thought it was like an actual event and she just wrote in saying sorry i can't go because i've i'm in remission from breast cancer and i just said to her look it's it's online it's free you can just watch it from home and she was stoked so mm. yeah i think those online events especially when they're live it makes people feel like they're a part of something that's you know spontaneous in the moment and then i think that kind of creatively helps people deal with you know shitty situations basically yeah now to sort of lighten things up because <laughs> get a bit dark there um <laughs> Like the last time we actually sat down and properly talked, it was it was last year, hanging around a couple other musos and that. Um, we still got that fox pillow too that you, you gave me, and uh, it's cute as. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about what was what everyone was doing, and then basically you hinted that, that you were working on an album. Now, yeah. obviously things would slow down, but at the same time, you'd still have stuff done, right? Yeah, um, it took a little longer to get it going. Yeah. Like, because we, we talked kind of, um, yeah, last year, and it wasn't till about three weeks ago that I actually got into the studio and started working on my originals. And I guess that part of the reason for that was because I was so busy and trying to catch up with tax that I, like, I just, it just wasn't a priority. It was more about creating stability. <laughs> That's gone out the window. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Three weeks ago, I was it w- I booked a day to produce one of my um, mentor students' albums that we've been writing over the last year, and she couldn't make it. So I was like, "We'll keep the date with Paulie, and then I'll go in and work on you know a couple of originals." So we ended up laying the beds down for three um, singles, and then everything got shut down, and we ended up just sending the tracks to Andrew Zamowski, who's recording keys on them. Yeah. So at the moment, it's mostly like emails back and forth. Oh, what do you think about this? Love it. What do you think about that? Oh, maybe let's take it in this direction, solo more, and and just doing it via email for that particular record. Mm. But when everything did start to shut down, I just kind of went into this like crazy survival mode where I just went, right, I'm not going to have an income. I need products. What am I going to do? And I just went, all right, I want to make a kid's album. And me and Nissa Ray would we were just joking about it last year that we um, should make a kid's album. And then I was like, Nissa, let's make a kid's album. So we've been back and forth doing like weekly songwriting sessions for this children's album. Yep. And then um, I got Brett Orr in, uh, who's an incredible musician uh, to play on one of my mentor students albums. And I was just like, right, I'm making an album with him. Yeah. So we like split royalties and just create like new music um, collaborate, just see what comes up. And then um, I was going to make one with Alex Rotia, like a country-style album, mm-hmm. and with Paulie B and my band. So I had, like, I think it was about seven or eight album projects. Like, I was just like, go. 
and I because I do write so often and so much and I just create stuff all the time like that's like an open tap to me like mm. if I'm not songwriting I'm making up knock knock jokes like it's like one or the <laughs> other and so hopefully my family's like oh are you writing a new song because like I try all these knock knock jokes on them and they're just like no yeah <laughs> so yeah so then we had to say okay well everyone's isolating now so we can't physically go and make those albums um but they're just on hold they'll still happen and I'll just split the royalties and we'll just go yeah let's just let's just make as much music as possible I think I think um Brett from Double when I was chatting to him last week or beginning this week um he was the same thing he was just saying we've got so many stuff so much stuff now that's just coming out and I think a lot of musos are going to be doing that I've stopped writing because I'm still trying to finish my own damn album um and I know Barefoot's album's finished so I don't know what I don't know what Ash is doing right now it'd be cool if when we all convene back together yeah and we see some new songs and I know that Rowie's done his his album's done for his Zero Theory project with all these that that's awesome yeah I'm finding that um those that can in the situation will create so much stuff and as I mentioned to you earlier, we're going to see some weird random stuff coming through and it's going sure. to be cool. Yeah, I think, like, originals artists are just like, oh, my God, I have all this free time. Mm. And then, like, because, you know, great, like, so grateful that the government has started the JobKeeper program, mm. what was coming in anyway, um, it kind of allows us to take, like, this holiday that we never even thought was ever going to happen it's a forced creative so, moment yeah it's it's bizarre like and you know i'm loving my patreon because like i'm writing for them creating stuff for them i've started doing ukulele lessons and like i i've joined up other patreons as well since then like i follow um the tuck shop ladies down in melbourne who are like this couple sam and rosie who are i, I find them hilarious so mm. it's like for the comedic and the musical content and then um, I also signed up to a guy named Samu who is in Fiji and he's, like, incredible at ukulele. So I'm, like, I'm just going to, like, yeah, keep playing music, keep writing and just keep supporting it like all the other musos around. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the kids' album that you're working on with Nissa Ray, you told yeah. a story about the whole dog howling thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I the first song I wrote, obviously, for the kids' album because I love dogs looks like anyone who knows me knows like dogs are my first love and then it's like music's like maybe third down after like nrl or something <laughs> and so like my goal was just to write a really good dog song and i know john williamson has one about like and it goes you don't know my mother was a dingo and like it's like a really good dog song so i was like okay i want to create a song like that for this kid's album and so i, I had written half of it and then when I was showing Nissa Ray, um, and I was like, yeah, you know, like I think this is the first verse. I haven't written a second one, but then I think in the third verse, maybe we should just howl. And she was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure what you're, what you're coming at. But I think it's because we've been spending so much time alone that, like, we have these ideas and we think they're great, like, because you haven't tested it out there on our audience. So mm. I gave the song to her to do some writing on, and she wrote a second verse, which is great. And then she'd come up with, like, this cool little bridge that then she started howling on. And I'm, so I'm listening to her her recording on my phone just going, oh, she's got a really great bark. Like, she sounds like, she does sound like a small dog. <laughs> but, like, 
it's just hilarious and that's what i meant like you know people are going a bit crazy and a bit cuckoo oh yeah i mean you, you can see all the conspiracy theories coming up all over i, mean, <laughs> I should I, I i should come up with a side hustle of creating some couture tinfoil hats man because <laughs> the problem is the people that like deserve them just wouldn't buy them yeah. no yeah they'd expect to be given out for free or me yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, the Fijians, like, I, every time I catch up with my mum now, everything's 5G as well. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's going crazy. That is a rabbit hole we could go down where I'm choosing yeah. choosing not to do that this evening. Let's keep everything. We've already gone a bit deep with some stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, I find, like, it, it doesn't matter why things are happening the way they are. I always find, like, you know, what's in your control right now? Mm -hmm. How can you make the best out of this situation. So even if things are caused by some kind of, you know, men in suits sitting in a high tower laughing and, you know, smoking cigars, like I don't have any power over that. But what I do have power over is each morning when I share music or when I post things on Facebook, like there's people out there that are, you know, they might be feeling down, they might be feeling sad. But then hopefully if we share our music, it might make their day like a little bit better. So that's that's kind of what I focus on rather than the whys and the hows. Like I've never been a very scientific person. So mm. and I've been like one of the most gullible people. Like so I have to be very careful. <laughs> Otherwise I'll just leave anything. Yeah. And so yeah, I try to just go, Okay, that's great, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna share music. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think there should be a lot of musicians sort of outlook particularly in this, is that we, we have the ability to tell stories and to alter emotions. For sure. Um, even even in the metal community, I think we're going to start seeing some stuff there that's going to be a bit more woke, I guess, in a sense, um, instead of just focusing on sort of negativity sort of stuff. I mean, you already saw it in some some of the heavier bands coming through from Byron Bay, like I'm in Hearts Wake and that sort of stuff, they do that. But mm. I reckon a lot of other artists are going to start uh, being bit more conscious with the lyrical delivery maybe yeah yeah i think even just like authentic is like what i'm going for like it doesn't matter like i'm really drawn to people who are authentic whether they're famous or whether they're just like you know local singer songwriters like if someone's present when they give you a song that's like the most powerful thing for me that's that's yeah. like what i look for um yeah, I've had some weird experiences over time in the music industry where there's been so much ego or like so much um, energy around who's who and things like that. And I just found like I just pulled right away from that and it was just like, all right, who's who's making great music and like fun to be around? And I just follow that now. Yeah, the whole ego yeah. thing in the industry is a tricky one. I mean, you like to think you get away from it and you surround yourself by people that aren't that and then all of a sudden the situation changes and they start developing. Yeah, it depends go. on who's in the room sometimes. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But that's basically what the industry is like, I guess. Um, yeah, that's why a Patreon's cool. Yeah, you like, have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you just like bypass it all. And yeah. like even dreaming, you're just like going live and like you're not hiring a venue or anything. You just... Mm. You're just playing and so it's it's really cool i'm i'm very interested in all of this like from a performance perspective um I wonder if, when i do go back to performing live it'll probably be different i wonder if with when the venues come back into the fold if they would start sponsoring sort of live streams 
for artists that are coming as a preview kind of thing. I mean, that'd be another that'd be avenue, cool. that'd be another avenue yeah. of um, advertising, I guess. It's going to get people to the gigs. Yeah. Yeah, I think for sure. Just just throwing it out there, the news um, could be another way of doing it. I, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to see some wicked changes happening. I'm, I'm excited to see how Caloundra Music Festival adapts too because they're kind of, they, they haven't cancelled yet, have they? They're no, still, like, they're still on the fringe there. But the thing is, yeah, so, we're, we're going to get an onslaught of festivals in October, November, December. <laughs> You've got, um, as far as we know, still CMF is going ahead. You'll have Big yeah. Pineapples rescheduled. You've got Splendor rescheduling. Um, <sighs> Woodford, as far as I know, is still going ahead. I haven't heard anything about that. But as yeah, far as I, I know. Because I was just like, there's so many people and they won't have a vaccine. So I was like, I was planning on taking like a 11-piece band there and just just like saying, yeah. this is the music I hear in my head. Here's the horns. Here's the, the harp. Here's the strings. And then I just was like, too hard basket. I was like, we're not even going to be able to get together to rehearse. Yeah. But that's, that's actually a good point you bring up. How are these festivals going to um, implement? Like, I, I have a feeling the social distancing stuff is going to still be around with us for you know, at least 12 months. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how they're going to adapt to that. I mean, are they going to put a capacity into how many people can be in a certain round at a certain stage at a certain time? Or how many tickets are they going to have to sort of cull back the amount of tickets that we're getting through? Just, yeah, I it's think there's a lot of so stuff. Insane. I can't even imagine it, to be honest. The like, logistics of that is going to be insane. Yeah, we're just going to, it's going to be a whole new world, like, I think for the, for the music industry especially because I think the way that we were before was trying to cram as many people into a space as possible. And it's, mm. it's, I feel personally that it takes away from the experience when it's overcrowded, you can't hear the music, can't hear the band. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm taking from this is like, I want to give my listeners the best experience and how can I do that? So if you subscribe to my Patreon, that's what I'm going to be aiming to do. Like I won't put a live stream out there where it's glitchy and it drops out like I want to figure out how to do it the best way possible so I think everyone who's into listening to music and the music experience are going to come out of this with like new tricks up their sleeve to make it a better experience for the listener yeah they're gonna to have to um I mean as you're saying I actually like first I like playing festivals I like the, the the buzz of playing to a large crowd but as a punter I actually suffer massive social anxiety so I, I don't like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not alone. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. I miss hugs. That's basically it. And I miss playing with my best friends and that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, apart from that, yeah, I. The whole festival thing. It's going to be interesting. Um, well, guess we'll see how that pans out. Hey. For sure, I think it's a good a good thing to be, be finding ways to to stream and to reach a bigger audience so that you you keep your following strong so that when it all does open up again, you can say, mm. well, here's me playing a set live and you can kind of link those videos rather than just like the perfect like official videos that people make. Yeah, the, the, um, the highlight reels. Be, mm. Yeah, I think festivals will be looking more at like how did you engage with your audience when things were really down mm. and like what's, what, what does that look like? Um, it'll give them a better picture so that they can kind of you know, gauge who to who to book in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, was it at the end of last year that you you were doing the Yamanui videos? 
Yeah, I did that one for the Carol Lloyd grant. Ah, that's right. Yeah. And then um, Sahara Beck won that one and put out some incredibly like world class videos and music and um, yeah. So we just did them. I didn't know how they were going to turn out, and they turned out much better than I I could have ever imagined. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get in there and do something similar to that as like do like my most high upbeat songs with my band and just split royalties with with everyone and just create some incredible live live albums well you could actually Um, do a patreon live stream with that kind of thing too if you really yeah yeah definitely we will do we'll do like my patreon followers are going to get like the first look at everything i do basically yeah and then um from that point like i'll just keep working on my actual official album my fourth album and then who knows? I have no idea, but like it's super fun <laughs> having lots of options. Yeah, and now that we're sort of adopting to this technology and getting used to it. Yeah, and the world's out oyster when it comes to this sort of stuff. Well, one would hope. Yeah, that's it. I mean, as long as you've got a computer, a, an okay internet connection, and you've got the ability to use like some of those recording programs or whatever, like yeah. YouTube yeah. helps you. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> Mate, we survived 36 minutes, nearly nearly 37 minutes without it actually turning off. Woohoo! Woohoo! So we killed that. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here and having a chat. And man, I love your work. You know that. And yeah, I think you're an so incredible much. artist. And um, I'll link your um, Patreon page as well as the GoFundMe for the um, the Fiji um, rescue. Um, so and the live tribe gathering which you're performing tomorrow saturday april 11th at what 1 p.m yeah 1 p.m it's going to be an hour and a half of songs and stories and other random stuff like who knows i'll just i might there might be costume changes i have no idea just yet i've got to fill an hour and a half of people's time with just this as my background so i don't know we'll we'll figure something out but i just yeah i just wanted to say thank you so much for keeping us all connected as well through the point. I always love seeing what's happening, what's being released. Cause I mean, without these platforms, it can be like you're an Island and you're just doing your own thing and yeah, you've yeah. got your own world happening. Um, and it's nice to know, you know, you're looking out for all the different genres and, and keeping us all connected that way. So yeah, there's been plenty of times where I thought about giving up, but Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> you say that pretty much every time I think. I, I, I know. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Because I'll be like 20 years past from now and you'll be like, there's plenty of times I thought. Yeah, yeah. Up. Well, man, this is, 11, this is the 11th year now. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap this up now. Big thanks for you, man. Thanks, uh, man. Just, just just hang on the line there and I'll, I'll have a chat to you afterwards. Uh, thanks for tuning in, people. And like I said, all the links below. Um, go support Andrea Cohen. She's doing amazing stuff. Thanks again.